Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. everyone it's Stephen Ray Morris welcome to see Jurassic right it's been a minute wow did not mean to take that long of a break I apologize but we're back and <laughs> a dinosaur story uh wait is that the title of the movie anyway uh we're back and yeah I'm just coming in briefly today to do a couple updates on the swift bites and yeah I'm gonna I'm, I'm foregoing the format just for now but you know, we're we've got a we've got a we've got a few things to talk about, but also a lot to look forward to. I think is what I'm trying to say. So let's just get into it. Uh, when this episode drops, Camp Cretaceous season three will come out at midnight, and I am planning to stay up and watch it, which is very exciting, and I'm looking forward to it. And I really hope that this time. I mean, if you go back and listen to my season two reviews, I really like season two, but I just as we got further away from it and I got to enjoy binge, you know, I got to enjoy watching, uh, WandaVision and Falcon and winter soldier. And now the bad batch, you know, for those franchises, I just really love weekly viewing and I don't like binge watching. And I guess that's on me for staying up all night and binge watching it. But 
I mean, there is something exciting to watching something the night it comes out, if that makes sense. So when I'm watching Camp Cretaceous, whether it was season one or season two, I'm treating it like a movie. But there is part of me that really likes watching something from week to week so that the audience builds up uh, anticipation and excitement and theorizes. And, you know, who knows if Camp Cretaceous is, you know, good enough necessarily to, to hold up, you know, or to like stand up to the weekly viewing. But I don't know. I think... Uh, you know, again, it's like we love Jurassic Park and we want the things that are Jurassic related to do well. And, you know, it's just coming from that wish of like wanting Camp Cretaceous season three to be like, or, you know, watching Camp Cretaceous in general to be part of the conversation for weeks and weeks as opposed to like this weekend and then that's it. Because that's kind of how it felt like for the first and second season. And I would really love for the conversation to continue. So maybe I should do something in that respect to keeping Camp Cretaceous alive when uh you know after this weekend when it drops so i'll think about that but uh yeah are you excited for season three um i'm avoiding you know reviews and stuff i know tom and brad already saw it and i'm excited to you know see their reviews but i usually wait until after i see the season after i do my review so i don't you know uh you know you always have to be careful you're not copying other people subconsciously or you're not you know letting those thoughts infect your brain <laughs> and uh you know sort of um you know, I mean, again, I already, I'm already having preconceived notions because uh, I've heard from. It, it's interesting because I feel like I'm hearing from people who didn't necessarily care for season two really loving season three. So, you know, don't let your hype get the best of you. But um, I'm trying to avoid all of that just to uh, just to experience it myself. So. I'm very excited to watch it tonight. Let me know if you're planning on watching it all tonight, this weekend. And yeah, maybe we can continue the conversation, uh, you know, after the fact. I think also for season two, obviously, because I haven't done much for this podcast in the last couple months, that obviously contributed to me not really keeping up with the conversation in that sense as well, too. So maybe it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, again, it's it's just we're just in a weird time because, you know, we would supposedly be a few weeks out from like less than a month away from Dominion coming out. And so the fact that we're not, it's just such a weird time as far as it comes to promotion and, you know, like we're so used to the cycle of, you know, trailer, you know, filming starts, trailer comes out and um like name reveal in the summer trailer comes out in the fall or no name reveal the year before trailer comes out like poster the summer trailer comes out in the fall movie comes out next summer. And so, yeah, now that none of that is on the table, it's just like, okay, I don't know, you know, where to put my energy and stuff like that. But we did get a new picture. I actually printed it out. Uh, now that my office is a little bit more set up, I, you know, because I moved. There's actually a new picture in Empire with Chris Pratt, Omar Sy returning as Barry, and Colin Trevorrow. Colin's wearing a mask. They're inside of a... I don't know. It looks like they're inside of a boathouse, maybe, or something. But they're on a boat called the Fair Spanish Lady. And this was report. I guess when Empire comes out, they're going to have a full, more behind-the-scenes story about Dominion. But they just mentioned that this this scene was filmed on their last day before the COVID shutdown during the initial shoot in February of 2020. So that's kind of cool. And I'm looking forward to that story. And uh, Michael Giacchino has Michael Giacchino and Colin Javaro have posted some snippets of the score on, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So, you know, there's little things here and there to get excited about Dominion, but I don't know. I'm hoping Probably, I mean, we probably won't get anything till after Camp Cretaceous season three, kind of, you know, the release and stuff. But 
I'm really hoping for a trailer soon or something. That would be so exciting. That would definitely get me feeling, you know, back in Jurassic mode again. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's also another reason why I probably wasn't feeling as motivated to, uh, you know, podcast on Seedress, right? It's just because there really hasn't been that much news going on. I mean, there's been things here or there, but um, mostly the thing, I mean, really the biggest thing that was like the most exciting thing to happen was Universal Studios reopening. So I went on my birthday, which was very exciting because that was basically that week was when they started to, you know, reopen for pass holders and, and stuff like that. So uh, it just was so nice to be back. Currently, you have to uh, make a reservation to go to Universal, but it's actually kind of nice because then uh, like I've gone on my like I've gone for lunch once or twice, kind of like back in the day when I would go and work at Universal's. And I just I mean, honestly, just wanted to comment. Really, the biggest thing was that they made updates to the Jurassic World ride. And I think a lot of people knew or heard rumors that the Indominus at the end of the ride was supposed to kind of do more than just sit there. And so now the I mean when we look at the behind the scenes of the original Jurassic park and the way that they talk about the full size animatronics, you know, Stan Winston and, and everybody like that feeling is the feeling you get when you see the Indominus at the end of the new Jurassic world, ride. It is, I mean, you have a physical reaction to seeing it. It is so impressive because it is a full size animatronic, Indominus. I mean, maybe it's not as big as the Indominus in the actual movie, but it is a huge, you know, legs, uh, body, tail, head, every, it's like the whole thing. It's not just like the head, you know, coming out, like, you know, when it, when the Indominus is like coming down, um, you know, earlier in the ride or things like that, like it is a full size Indominus Rex coming at you right at the end, along with the T-Rex. And it is so impressive. It's so terrifying. And yeah, I, it feels like the Jurassic world ride is finally like what it was meant to be because when it reopened, two years ago now it was definitely like unfinished you know as 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 cool as it was it was definitely unfinished and so it was just great to finally see it in its full glory so truly that was uh going back to universal has just really been getting my spirits up in that regard and getting me back in jurassic mode just Brent, when Brent and i go and you're just hearing the music and you know the you're going down the the escalators down to jurassic world and yeah that that's just been really nice so I've gone back a couple of times already, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to just keep going more and more. It's been nice. It's, you know, being vaccinated, limited capacity, all that stuff, wearing masks, everything just makes it so that we can really enjoy the things that we used to enjoy. So I'm very thankful for that. And like, ugh, it's just so good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And let's see, what else did I want to talk about? This is going to be pretty short, but I did want to talk about some toys because really that's been on my mind a lot recently. I mean, I literally have Ray Arnold, Sam Jackson, hold on to your butts, Ray, hold on to your butts, Arnold, looking at me right now at my desk. Uh, and then Megatron behind him. But, um, that's my, it's my first Amber collection figure, but it's, I mean, I hope they do make a Ray Arnold in the, you know, the normal, uh, you know, 3.75 scale action figures, but it is really cool to see them finally make a Ray Arnold figure. I mean, he's such a, it truly is like Samuel Jack, like Samuel Jackson is such an icon and such a superstar, but that role came right before Pulp Fiction. And so it was, you know, uh, he is a great actor in everything he does, but there is something about that role where it just, it's like, he's so good in it, but he's so underrated. And it just makes me wish, you know, I love Ray Arnold in the book and it just makes me wish we had gotten more of that character in the movie, like, you know, his story and, you know, more of his story, I should say, because I think if Wu and Ray Arnold had had bigger role like if the movie was like longer you could have had more of their story and the way that Wu and ray arnold kind of play off each other whereas like you know because Wu in the book is uh resentful of hammond uh whereas i think ray arnold is just burnt out and i think the the sort of dynamic between those two in the book is really cool and yeah it would have been cool to see bd wong and samuel jackson play that off of each other but you know it, 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 yeah i'm glad that they finally made a figure of him obviously it doesn't come with a cigarette because it's a kid's toy <laughs> everyone in the comments it's like no cigarette it's like it's a kid's toy i mean i don't know if amber collection is considered a kid's toy i get i don't know uh but it does come with the arm so that's exciting but where's our ellie sattler amber collection figure that's what i want to know and speaking of uh female characters uh i went on a little twitter rant the other day um because they are finally releasing a ford explorer or mattel is finally releasing a ford explorer vehicle which is super rad um it's the t-rex escape pack and it comes it's like the um (laughs) i I just realized this because brenna got it for me the other day but the nedry pack with the jeep and the dilophosaurus um, you know, and the Nedry figure is called the getaway pack but like he doesn't get away like (laughs) that's the whole point of the scene yeah, I went on a little Twitter rant the other day because the T-Rex escape pack comes with, um, you know, it's a repackage of one of the T-Rexes. It's the Ford Explorer. It's Tim, but no Lex. And I just, my heart just sank when I saw that because, like I said on Twitter, you know, there is a very, you know, apocryphal, and I would be curious to talk to Ariana Richards about this more or you know because it is such a story that like i knew growing up in my childhood and that was that arena richards arena richards ariana richards i've always said her name is arena richards but now i'm now i'm like doubting myself anyway you know the apocryphal story is that when she learned that she wasn't getting an action figure from the original kenner line you know she cried and was upset because it's like tim got a figure obviously all the adults get figures but it's like if you're gonna make tim and not like it just feels weird to make tim and not lex it's just it's always been you know uh, a huge oversight and obviously 
toys have a big problem with uh, misogyny in that risk. And, you know, in that sense, because, you know, I mean, you know, we don't have to remember, uh, you know, the Force Awakens line originally was like snubbing Ray and, uh, you know, the fact that Mattel still hasn't really given Claire her due and is just, you know, plastering Owen everywhere, even though it's Claire's story in the Jurassic World franchise. So, to, so, you know, with that all in my head and the thing that I think about, and I think about that stuff a lot, um, you know, seeing Lex snubbed again just was like, guys, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I genuinely feel like, you know, and I, I really love what Mattel has done with the Jurassic Park toys. I think, you know, the Jurassic World toys, I think they've done some really great stuff. I think the Brachiosaurus is one of the greatest toys of all time, but to like Mattel so could have been the hero in this moment. And this, you know, T-Rex escape pack could have had uh, a Lex and a Tim, like how, mm, chef's kiss that would have been fantastic and now it's like okay look you know i i'm still i still want the explorer but it's just not yeah it's just not it's just it's disappointing i don't know i don't know what to do about it but it just kind of sucks but you know i mean i guess just you know at mattel <laughs> tell him i sent you yeah so so there's that you know that's just been on my mind a lot lately but you know it's energizing um i will say though i guess on a on a positive if i want to end on a positive note in regards to all this toy stuff they are making more camp cretaceous characters it's circle back to camp cretaceous collect jurassic uh tim uh i went to his site and uh i mean if you if you if you love jurassic toys and you're not looking at collect jurassic what are you doing but um he recently posted uh, that because just just for people who aren't in the the weeds of all the toy stuff with Mattel, it's essentially they've really like I mean obviously they made too many Owens, but um, you know it's for some reason retailers not Mattel necessarily but retailers have gotten it in their heads that characters don't sell only the dinosaurs. But but that's completely wrong. I mean, if, if you think back to, you know, if you grew up playing with the Kenner toys, like I loved, you know, the dinosaurs, but I loved the figures and the vehicles, you know, that all of it was together. Because if you wanted to recreate Jurassic Park, like I remember as a kid, I remember as a kid going off on, you know, I remember as a kid, like building a Jurassic Park in the uh spare room at my house growing up and like uh, before my grandma moved in i used it as a jurassic park um but yeah like i would you know you'd set everything up the fences and you know the vehicles you know and you would make it a real life jurassic park and obviously the dinosaurs are a big part of that but the but the figures are too you know the adventure that you brought them on you know sometimes they'd throw in some star wars figures and some beast wars and all that stuff but like that's why mattel has really like kind of I, I they're not stopped they haven't stopped trying but i think that they've been trying to figure out a way to get retailers to embrace the action figure and vehicle side of of Jurassic Park again of you know Jurassic World and Camp Cretaceous and everything and so i think that's why you are seeing things like the getaway pack like the escape pack where you have a dinosaur plus a character plus a vehicle we saw that with Darius last year and so, again, to get to Camp Cretaceous, it's exciting to see that they are releasing a Bumpy and Ben figure, a Yaz and Blue uh, pack, or, or, you know, basically they're bundling uh, figures with the dinosaurs. So as like a way to get retailers to ca- like to carry figures again, really. So, um, but yeah, it's very exciting. There's another um, uh, 
There's another Darius that comes with a Gallimimus. Yeah. And then, yeah, so you have um, Yaz, Darius again, Ben, and Kenji. And Kenji comes with the Monolophosaurus. So that is really exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, all we're missing is Brooklyn and Sammy. And then we're basically going to have all the uh, Camp Cretaceous figures, which is actually really cool. And I'm glad that Mattel is making an effort with that because, because again, Camp Cretaceous is a great show and I really want to see it thrive. And yeah, who knows if we're getting a season four this year as well, too. But uh, yeah, enough about that. That's it. That's, that's all I wanted to talk about this episode. Just a few updates. Also, just wanted to plug a few things. Alvin from Affirmative Murder does a great Dawson's Creek podcast, and I was on it earlier this year talking about because Dawson's Creek, which if you didn't grow up with it, the character of Dawson wanted wants to be a filmmaker and he idolizes Steven Spielberg. He literally has a picture of Steven Spielberg next to his bed. And Alvin and I talked about a really interesting episode um, where Dawson basically finds out his mom is cheating on uh, his dad and it's just funny to me because the conversation that alvin and i go into a lot is how to me steven spielberg and jurassic park then the jurassic park franchise kind of normalized divorce and you know those like you know if you watch the spielberg doc he talks about you know he talks about that a lot about divorce and stuff like that and so for somebody like me growing up whose parents were divorced i thought i really liked jurassic park because it was just like a part of the fabric of the storytelling and yeah it was it was like okay and so to me this episode of dawson's creek where he gets all high i mean dawson dawson is a serial killer but like that he was that he was going all high and mighty about um uh you know marriage or whatever it was just very silly because it's like dude if you actually watch steven spielberg movies like like it's all like they're they're all about kind of uh dealing with divorce and how it's okay and you know like all that interesting stuff so i just thought it was very funny and yeah alvin is great and we had such a great conversation it's a really fun episode again i'll put all the links to the pods i'm shouting out right now in the show notes and i was also on the dress Park podcast for the dress Park book club which uh, that segment is hosted by ben um jurassic site b on twitter and him and brad and Jurassic Dave 93, we talked about kind of the most iconic part of the Jurassic Park book and the one, you know, the area of the book that most resembles the movie. It was such a blast talking to those guys about Jurassic Park, the book, because obviously I'm doing the Star Wars Book Club podcast. It was fun to go reread um, Jurassic Park again for the millionth time. And yeah, talk about that. So I'll put that in the show notes. And also I wanted to mention that Courtney James Clark, aka the Mosasaurus announcer, was on Brenna White, a.k.a. Bonnie Puns, a.k.a. Beaksless Podcast, Mouthhole. And they talked about, you know, it's a, Brenna is a chef. And so they talk a lot about food and some, uh, you know, food and pop culture and all that stuff and play some fun games. It's a really great episode. So go check that out. And yep, <laughs> here we did it. <laughs> it's a new episode of See Jurassic Right. So thanks everyone for listening. I am so excited to be back. I'm so excited to see Camp Cretaceous season three tonight. Who's staying up with me? It's going to be a late night, but it's going to be fun. So anyway, thank you again. And I've got some exciting things planned for Jurassic June. I really hope that I am back in a big way because there's so much to talk about. And I, I mean, I think from here on out, Jurassic June onwards, it's going to be the road to dominion. So I'm super excited about that. And I also, yeah, I also just want to, 
I want to be a little bit more proactive with this podcast in the sense of like, I really loved the science series last year. And I really think doing things in a more limited, direct way like that has just made it more fun. It's like giving me a, you know, a particular project to focus on for a limited time. And then, cause there's so many cool things to talk about, you know, in regards to Jurassic and dinosaurs and all this stuff that sometimes I get a little overwhelmed of how much I want to do with this podcast. And so, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to start thinking about it more in that kind of way. Like you're getting little bursts of cool topics here or there. So again, thank you so much everyone for listening, for supporting this podcast, even while we were a little bit on a hiatus, I really appreciate it. And Uh, I got a chance to rest a little bit too, which is nice. (laughs) You know, sometimes you got to take a break, but I feel re-energized and rejuvenated and I'm ready to, yeah, I'm ready to get into it. So uh, hold on to your butts and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.